Welcome, you're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello world, Shelley Shearer here and welcome to the show. I actually did this podcast yesterday and I, after an hour, I finally had to shut it down saying, okay, this needs to be like four different podcasts because <laughs> they need to take you through each of the experiences that have gone on uh, this past uh, summer. I'm very sorry that the podcast part one of working through the pain that I just I just recently loaded up was supposed to load a week and a half a week ago before I even went away for the week. And it was kind of an odd thing that I got home and it was like, why isn't that there? I do not get upset about things like that. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe whoever needs to hear it needs to hear it this week and didn't need to hear it last week. I have nothing. In fact, today was a really neat morning or last night actually. I have a guest, and I spoke about it on the podcast, Terry Trespicio. She teaches the gate, uh, gateless gateway system, gateless gateway system. It's a writing positive reinforcement pro, uh, uh, process, and she has a fantastic TED Talk on passion. That's what kind of got her on everyone's radar as a public speaker and a coach. She is lovely. I've actually done her 30 days on the page, and I'm still working through it, and when I'm completely done, I will actually just go repeat it because it gets me in the habit of writing every day which is a good thing if you're trying to write a book. <laughs> However, she sent a message yesterday. We've had her, her appointment uh, or her interview booked for months now. And she's had to start a six-week course and teaching, of course. And she says, I'm so sorry. It's right in the middle of it. And I'm like, absolutely not a problem, especially for me when yesterday I discovered that a friend and, um, yeah, I'm going to call her a friend. We do not know each other very well, but we are souls that have connected in a big, big way. And she was available on Monday for me to go out to Maple Ridge to a networking event, which I have really made the decision to tone down the networking right now while I'm going through this process of healing and giving myself a little grace right now. Uh, and also, if it's the right the day before, that's a lot of my energy is taken when I'm out in public. I try and protect myself, but honestly, I'm terrible at it. Uh, it is a work in progress. And if I have a podcast the next day, then that is my focus. I'm reviewing questions, making sure everything's the way it should be, running through some things. Just don't get distracted the day before. But I really wanted to see her. We haven't seen each other since COVID hit. And then Terry's email arrived last night and she's apologizing. And I'm like, nope, universe has got this all under control. I actually have somewhere else I'd like to be the day before and wouldn't have done it otherwise. So it worked out fantastically. The question is, do you allow that in your life? When you... I love the expression and it's, um, I hope as listeners, you follow me on my Instagram. If you're looking for just words of encouragement daily, that's all it is. Living well with Shell on Instagram is simply daily encouragement, guys. High Functioning Habits is not a super active Instagram account. It will be going forward, but I'm not, that's not where my focus is right now. It's there. It's got a few followers, no big deal. But really the Instagram account is support for this podcast, okay? 
And something that my coach has really worked hard over the last year to get through my head, he can't hand it to me on a silver platter, I had to figure it out for myself, but he said one of the things that you could really do for yourself to change your mindset is to truly believe and understand that life happens for you, it doesn't happen to you. And so many times, and I am guilty of this, especially in my younger years, that I live in victim mode, that why is this happening to me? This isn't fair. Does this sound familiar, everyone? <laughs> that is, it is such a human reaction. How many times have we sat around a dinner table, had our friends over, and instead of talking about our successes and new thoughts and ideas, we are either gossiping or complaining about our lives. Now, don't get me wrong. We go through tough times. That's what our friends are there for. And I'm so grateful for mine. But can you honestly look at your life and say, do you have the other aspects as well? Or can you really honestly look at things and say, yeah, no, just think of the last three times you met with people, which I realize right now during COVID may not be the norm, but just go back somewhere in your memory and ask yourself, do I sit and complain a lot? Do I have a victim mentality? Do the words that's not fair come out of my mouth more than maybe it should? When I truly embraced that, things changed for me. Not only did my life change, but my internal um, compass and my internal reaction to things going on around me drastically changed. When you can ask in any situation, what, am I, what do I need to learn here? What's the lesson? Is there more? Can there be more? This doesn't have to be a bad thing either, guys. This can happen in good situations. But again, what is the lesson? And and what else is possible? That's the one to really use when you're looking for, for more of, of, of good. When you're looking, seeing a situation, you're thinking, oh, this is awesome. But don't, excuse me, don't be afraid to ask what else is possible? What's more? But in a situation that perhaps you have a preconceived negative attitude, attitude about or you've decided, uh, why is this happening to me? pause and say, what is the lesson here? Because let me tell you, when you can learn a lesson quickly, the universe has to quit bringing it to your door. It just does. Now, I'm going to talk a bit about pain because this has been a summer of excruciating pain for me. I'm not going to lie. I managed to, if you listen to the last podcast, you know, I had sort of a rib out in my back, uh, just, you know, whatever I did, rolled the wrong way in my sleep or something. And then later it pinched a nerve and it just kept getting progressively worse. Well, and the whining in the background, as much as I am trying, and she was napping when I started the podcast, the new puppy's in the office under my desk. <laughs> so hopefully you're okay with that, because there probably will not be the last time you hear her. I was uncomfortable with this pain. I did the things I normally do. You know, I went to the chiropractor and had it adjusted. And when it didn't hold, then I go and see my naturopath, who's also a kinesiologist. So he can do light, uh, he does non-cracking adjustments. But then he does some acupuncture and realizes that it, he feels it's my neck pulling the rib out, not the other way around. And does a whole bunch of prolo injection therapy that was brutal, I'm not going to lie. It was like, I've never had five injections or was it seven five uh it might have been seven I've never had that that much work done I I slept the rest of the day and it doesn't it's not instantaneous relief what in prolo injection does is it creates a bit of an irritant around an injury and then that causes the white blood cells in the body to react quicker and say hey send send this there we need to heal it so that's not like you know perhaps getting injection that would have numbed the area that would have been fabulous 
And I just, I couldn't sit at my desk. I couldn't work for, you know, I was standing. And basically, I, the only time I didn't have pain was when I was laying down. And that didn't count nighttime because I could not sleep on my side, which I'm a side sleeper. So I wasn't sleeping well at night. So this just went on and on. And then we went away on vacation. And granted, you know, I don't have the stress of my everyday life and all the things I'm thinking I quote unquote should be doing. Uh, Shelly Paxson has a uh, wonderful saying, you know, the the shackles of should, you know, the things we do to ourselves that no one else has this agenda. We have this agenda about our lives. And I certainly have had an agenda about my life lately, and it's just not lining up. <laughs> and it's been very frustrating. It's like, I need to keep, you know, in my mind, I need to keep moving forward. I need to keep earning money. This is how, it, this is responsibility. Uh, yeah, the things we tell ourselves are, are quite entertaining when you look back on them down the road. And I remember even talking to my coach when I, I you know, I didn't skip my coaching calls when I was in Penticton on vacation. And I, I spoke about this in another podcast about how, you know, can't you just show me the key? I just felt like through this, there's been a huge awakening worldwide uh, going on in the last few months. And, you know, a lot of astrologers are, have been commenting on it. A lot of people that do energy work. Uh, of course, a lot of Christians think it's the end of times. But we are energetic beings having a physical experience and there's just, we are connected. Well, we're connected right now, unfortunately, being fed a lot of fear and, and things that are making us unhealthy and question and, and in some cases not question, well, I'm not that person. I am the one that's like, why, why? I never outgrew that as a kid. I'm still running around asking why. And, uh, and I'm okay with that because it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's served me well over, over my life. And I really encourage you to be that person and please raise your children. Yes, they have to listen to you. Do not cross the road without looking both ways. You hang on to mommy's hand. Don't put your finger in a light socket. Don't touch that hot fire. They have got to learn. And boy, am I learning all these lessons again with a puppy in the house. It's like, oh, oh crap. I've got cords lying everywhere. I mean, my home is, I have an office. I have homes. I have students that live here. It's like, yeah. Shoes, cords, my desk was a spectacular true toy yesterday and I had to stay calm. <laughs> so it's just like positive reinforcement, redirect, you know. No, we don't do that, redirect. She's nine weeks old, okay? You got to work with the program. Our lives are no different and the thing, the only thing that changes is as we age and, and gain wisdom and become more aware is the, is the lessons are larger and, and that sort of thing. So never lose that if you can. I realized this physical thing wasn't fixing itself. And I remember asking my coach, you know, I also am going through this, you know, whatever's going on energetically in the world and the collective consciousness is waking up and we're starting to question, you know, what is the BS we're being f fed by, by media and, and powers that be and people that have their own agenda that is not to the benefit of all of us. What, 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 and what? Well, I just felt like this all of a sudden I woke up and there was this room and I didn't have the key. My coach looked at it one way. Why did you, you know, what, what makes you think? No, why did you lock the room? He said, and I said, you know, that I'm not surprised at his response because I am well into that amount of awareness. But in this particular case, I truly felt that I didn't even know the room was there. And that definitely played itself out over the next few weeks as, as, you know, just more awareness of my own belief systems, my own awareness. And then I'm coming home after three weeks of being away in our family vacation home and I have got a sensi ball between my back and the, and the car seat in order to drive that four hours. I was, the nerve ending was on fire again. 
like I say, got a lot of relief on vacation, wasn't pain-free at any point. Uh, in fact, let me just back this up a little bit. And I, 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 I just can't remember if I told you all about vacation. But there were some energetic things going on. You know, you know about my family stuff if you're a regular listener. And my sister came for a couple of days and the energy was just not, was not settled. And I couldn't drink. <laughs> like literally, uh, first night I threw up at two in the morning, next night, three in the morning, migraine. It was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Well, that first week on vacation, I just took it all back and just said, okay, settle. Enjoy your friends, skip the drinking. I'm a winephile and I'm in wine country when I'm, when I'm at the family vacation home. It's Canadian wine country and it's such a shame. But I have to listen to my body. It also meant eating very nutrient-dense again and leaving the junk alone. I just thought something's off. And I was in my ionic foot bath, which I'm a huge proponent of. And my liver is just green in the water. That's never my foot baths. My foot baths are full of acid and inflammation normally. Sometimes a little bit of candida or some yeast overgrowth, whatever. But very, very rarely do I ever see green uh, or bile or, or that sort of thing. Oh, it was like, I was like an alcoholic. It was like, this is insane. So I, did, I was doing those daily and I was just paying attention. I just finally had to accept that I needed to be in it. And I hadn't even fully got there yet, but that's why I didn't stop the coaching on the three Wednesdays I was gone. I just kept bringing it to my coach. You know, I'm, I'm staying present. What next? What next? And one thing he was trying to encourage me to do was accept the pain and quit fighting it. And not me. I'm a fixer. I want to fight this. I want to get rid of it. That's not a bad thing at times, but I realized when there was nothing medically that I was doing that was helping that I was probably, hold, I was doing this to myself. So there, therefore, I did need to hold, I did need to accept it and, and kind of get myself into it. And I explain, I'm saying that because I'll explain later what happened with one of the healers. So I just, uh, yeah, first vacation and I lose five pounds. It's like, <laughs> it was so strange. I'm in pain when I come home and it is getting worse every day. I can't sleep. I cannot work at all. I literally cannot sit at my computer I, and then I can't stand. So I've got one of those cool desks that lift up or a, a, a topper that lifts up and I couldn't even stand. Anything upright was pinching on this nerve and it wasn't just like a rib was out any longer. I had full on nerve pain like sciatic or you, or you strain your lower back and, and you're on your hands and knees type pain. This was killing me. And I was fighting with things within myself. So the Wednesday after a week after I get home, it's my coaching call. I am mad. I'm mad at my coach. I'm mad at life in general. I've never, he, we talked about it this week. He says, I got to say, that was the funniest thing ever. I thought you were joking. I'm like, nope. When I text you, it was like, I was pissed off at you full on. Because he kind of got in my face a little bit. And I had to spend the rest of that day as well going out to a girlfriend's helping her to do something I did not want to do. I felt manipulated and used and I was in pain and I don't do accounting work anymore and I don't get paid for it. She doesn't look after her business. You know, I was running through the whole gamut of bitches and complaining. And then I get to my girlfriends and that woman is in more pain than I'll ever know, really, I think. It was like, wow, okay. Now, physically, I couldn't sit at a computer and do what needed to be done. Luckily, I had done most of the work and had just forgotten about it. She had done nothing with the work I had done a year earlier. And again, so now I'm thinking... I could get pissed off at that. But when I took one look at her, I just went, don't. She can't handle this. She is hanging on by a thread, both physically and emotionally and energetically. Just no, no. 
that is sometimes these are the realizations and manifestations that we have when we're not paying attention to the energy around us or perhaps what we're bringing to the situation I was angry and resentful and I was bringing that with me got into her books sent off what I could took the rest with me said I've got to lay in my own bed with a laptop on my lap and I can go through all this she double enters everything so everything's entered twice so her expenses are through the roof showing huge losses which is not the case just because everything's entered twice QuickBooks online uh, for those of you of my uh, listeners that are business owners fantastic little program but it has a bank download feature and if you don't know what you're doing you can be entering receipts manually and then entering them again through the download instead of ma- quote-unquote matching them uh, and you just double double dipped on everything double dipped on your taxes double dipped on your expenses uh, double dipped on your income it's just, it just is it just is a cluster mess of epic proportion if you don't know what you're doing thought she did I truly believe this is one of those things with this particular friend she chooses not she's a very smart woman marketing extraordinaire she chooses not to know this I know that I know that about her I've accepted about her about her a long time ago I don't think she's even aware she's like I don't have a head for it no I've taught myself to edit freaking video you can teach yourself you don't have to love everything you learn but you can learn and we tend to remember what matters to us a lot of business owners do not care about their finances and things like that because it's not what they're in business for they're in businesses to do marketing or have a storefront or hire the professionals then people so the whole day was emotional I had to come home and like I mentioned in the last podcast that was the trip where some expanding on the story I'm screaming at the windshield there's no way to get comfortable in the car and it's funny because doing this podcast right now I'm a little uncomfortable the last two days getting back into my office because I've been away again and I had no pain while away and now I'm sitting here it is nothing like it was it's more like maybe phantom maybe a bit more of a reminder what are you doing do you need to be doing this right now Uh, or the fact that I've still warned you know your body still took a a physical hit uh, even if you were perhaps causing it yourself the body still has to heal from all this you've got to give it time okay so the next day I take up myself off to emergency I do not believe I talked about that in in depth in the uh, in the last podcast nine hours but I got home that night put myself a, a vertical and said to my husband if if I wake up in the morning again with this nerve I'm going to emergency I have had two clearings ancestral clearings yes they were very beneficial brought up some things that really needed to be cleared out of my life and my brain and my heart and my psyche and just just energetically needed to go they were not serving me and I was taking that pain into this life I was hurting myself you know I was I was wounded I was uh, I was persecuted for my belief systems in a past life and that's funny because that came up again in a third time which I'll go into a little later and I'm I'm just sort of living in all of this so I'm just going to do the emergency room and the next day and then I'm going to stop this podcast because yesterday like I said it was an hour and I hadn't even finished the story so let's do this in little segments I tried my best to keep spirits high I got to see my first face mask fight that was hysterical I'm not gonna lie Um, because everyone's just so stuck on their opinions Um, does I'm not saying right or wrong I'm just saying just be careful why you're stuck on your opinion it has been proven that face masks aren't aren't, you know if this was a killer virus if this virus okay here's my one little soapbox if this virus is really as dangerous they as they're making it out to be would you send your kids to school of course not so think about that while they've got us all wearing masks that will not protect you from this virus uh, they have their place in certain places I am very much 
pro the hand washing and a bit of social distancing, maybe not large gatherings right now. But the way they've shut us down and the mandates, it's just taking away our rights and our individuality and they're indoctrinating our children. That is all wrong. Government is overstepping their boundaries and their reach. They're doing things illegal and we're just falling into line. So there's my little soapbox. Think about what's going on out there, folks. So this is not some deadly virus. This is not uh, the walking dead where you get bit and you're dead and you turn into a zombie, okay? The millions of people they predicted have not died and those at risk need to be protected. The world does not need to be shut down to the healthy and the businesses and, and, our, and our children. But this is what's happening. So I'm in the middle of, you know, my first pandemic. Not really. It's not my first pandemic. This is the first one that the world got locked down. It's not even the worst pandemic we've ever had, not even in my 55 years. There were things that were way uh, more, what was the word I'm looking for, contagious and could have been deadly. This is all a plan. But that's irrelevant because we have to live in the plan. That's why I don't even talk about it on the podcast. I don't sit around blaming the Chinese Communist Party. I don't sit around blaming Fauci. Though that ship has sailed. The virus got loose. Here we are. It's about dealing with the today and now and how you're coping with fear. Are you vibrating higher? Are you becoming aware? Are you ensuring that you've got a little bit of righteous anger when things are wrong? These things are important. So I'm in, I'm in the, in the uh, emergency. I have been through this before, yin, many, many years ago. So I've got the water pack, the snacks, I've got a movie on my iPad. I was in too much pain to even function because they had me sitting in a chair. I couldn't lean back. So I was just in excruciating pain waiting in the, in the lobby. And watching this kind of group, there was 10 or 12 of us. I was the youngest by far, except for one other lady that was younger. These were all senior citizens. And Canada has a terrible medical system. I know, I know we're, the Americans love to look at us and say they've got free medical. Yeah, you know what? Nothing's free. We pay through the nose for other things. You know, your $10 bottle of wine is $23 up here. And people die waiting to get into our services. My girlfriend's in the States. When something needs to be done, they pull up practically like a drive through and get a, a CT scan. I was lucky to get my CT scan on that day and only because I stayed nine hours. They were going to send me home and book another appointment. It, it, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? It would have gone on and on. And I'm sorry about the dinging. My phone is on silent and the volume is off. I do not understand why it's dinging. So something in the settings I need to fix. One more thing to learn, folks. But I'm there and these older people are there and, you know, you get there long enough and the nurses are, are just exhausted and there's only two doctors on, on site you got to keep morale up. And I always am that person. It's just, you know what, where can we have a little levity here? How can we help? So I go into the doctor and they do the exam and they're like, ma'am, these things aren't even related for you. I assumed the fact that my arms were going numb was this pinched nerve getting worse and now spreading, affecting more areas. No, I have an impingement in my neck that came up on the CT scan. The x-ray showed nothing wrong along my spine. And in some ways... That's probably what I needed to hear because now I am the person. I don't sit and look for the next medical. I now look internally. What am I hanging on to? How am I creating this pain? And sure enough, I have been. I have been creating this pain. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Sorry. So that was great to learn on the CT scan. Two weeks, specialist still hasn't called me. That's for Monday. And it's like, are you kidding me? 
I cannot sleep on my side. My hands, now my whole hand is going numb on the, on the left and two fingers on my right side are going numb. So this is not improving. And I'm like, oh, do I go back to the chiropractor when a specialist is supposed to be looking at this? But you just have to ask yourself, what do I need to learn in this situation? I'm the queen of needing to learn patience. So perhaps that's my, that's my little thing. In the end, I get home at seven, eight o'clock at night and they've sent me home with a drug called gabapentin. It is a nerve blocking pain. Uh, reliever, not, you know, something like Percocet or an opioid, which normally I can never take because I'm on an opiate blocker. I'm on this drug called LDN. It's very low dose naltroxone, which is an opiate blocker, but it helps for people with chronic pain and autoimmune disorders. But the thing is, if something happens to you like this physically, there's nothing they can give you that's going to help because you're taking a blocker. Well, I've been off it for about a week. So I was like, yes, I'm going to the hospital, getting some real meds. (laughs) I just need pain relief. The gabapentin gave me a few days of relief and made me sick. By day three or four, it was like, and I can't go on like this. And I wasn't really that shocked. So this is Thursday, Friday morning. I go, I run an errand. I go get my prescription dropped off or picked up, whatever I was doing, and I take the, nope, don't have the puppy yet. No, I just go next door to my girlfriend because she has now been texting me for two days to say, what is going on? I woke up Thursday morning. She actually texted me when I was in the hospital. I woke up this morning and I needed to see you. Something's wrong. I'm like, yep, it is. I'm an emergency. I will see you in hours from now. So I went in over the next morning to let her know, honey, this is what's going on. But Brenda does energy work. Uh, she is certified in running something called BARS. It's a energy process that works on your cranium and your head. But she also does quantum touch and, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry guys. And she does entity clearing. And if you've never heard the term entities, we often energetically carry around, uh, energies that aren't necessarily our own. In fact, when they're entities, they're not our own. And often they have served us in our life. So I don't want you to think this is a negative thing. It can be, and it often is, but it's not necessarily. Sometimes we've got an entity or we've we've got someone, maybe our great-great-grandmother's energetically hanging around. She protects us or, you know, we've been abused and which I've had abuse in my life. So who knows what I've hung on to in order to feel and stay safe. But I'm trying to go through a, uh, uh, an awakening in my life where those things do not serve me any longer. And although they make me feel safe, I need to get uncomfortable. So she offered to work on me on this spot. Now, the spot where I have this massive nerve pain that I've gone to the hospital for is also the spot where I had the ancestral clearing, one of them, where I was knifed. So this is in the second uh, healing when the two rounds of full-on doctors didn't work, I went back to the, the Jan Jansen and said, hey, I need another session. Something still, this isn't clearing up. Other things had started to move, and I, but this wasn't. And so she discovered that in a past life, I was stabbed in the back uh, due to stealing and someone took a, basically a contract hit out on me and I, I survived. So I lived with the trauma and the embarrassment and my reputation all being destroyed in that lifetime because I ran up gambling debts and chose to steal from someone wealthy and they tried to kill me. Great, eh? So this spot, as we like to call it, and I now it's just referred to as the wound, okay? Because so much has come out of this. So my girlfriend puts a hand front and back of, of my rib cage and starts to work on this spot. And it is gross. She's got me doubled over in pain. 
And she's just, she's just doing exactly what my coach has been asking me to do. I need you to stay present. I need you to embrace it. She was the same deal. I need you to look it in the face. Tell me the color. Tell me the texture. What are you feeling? It was purple and red and black and the texture was rough and spiky. And I, I, every time she pulled, I bent over my knees and like basically, you know, I'm sitting in a chair. I've got my head between my knees and I am just crying. The tears are streaming down my face. This pain is just like someone kept stabbing me over and over and over again. She'd clear one thing and she goes, oh, no, hang on. What else is there? So she, in her work, in order to even do the type of energy work someone like her does, the question has got to always be, what else is there? What else is there? So although I'm asking you to do that in your life, just in your general life and circumstances, when you are someone like these people that are just incredibly plugged into the energetic field, they're very empathic, and they're trained in certain modalities, they know to ask this question. She worked with me for about half an hour or so, and it just drained me right out. But the pain she pulled out of my body was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I experienced this years and years ago where a dear friend of mine, like I've mentioned, I got these three girlfriends since grade two, one of them, very high level coach of executives around the world. The, a more feet on the ground, grounded person you would, you would ever meet. And yet Laura later in her career, and I was at my end a few years of Bell Canada, where obviously my fibromyalgia symptoms were manifesting and I wasn't aware and I was draining my adrenals. When I left Bell within two months, I was in the doctor's office and I couldn't get out of bed. I had drained my adrenals down to 14%. I'd just been living on adrenaline for over a year. And she did energy work on me because she needed to have uh, guinea pigs for her pra practicum. And she was, one, she took uh, courses on how to do hypnotherapy because her, she said, you've, I just, I couldn't even begin to describe you how far further I can get an executive to change with hypnotherapy than I can with just straight up coaching. They can make an about face about an issue or a face up to something within a session versus months. So she was a really big believer in this and felt it really added to her toolbox. Well, she also can read auras and she was doing energy work. She would pull heat off the top of my head and I could feel it and she'd be up there going, damn, that's hot, damn, that's hot. And I could feel that energy moving and I was getting these massive headaches and I was drinking a lot uh, to cope with my life at that point. And this is years ago, guys, like a decade ago. So I'm not unknown to this type of thing. So this really didn't surprise me that much is all I'm saying. She's one of the most grounded people I know and she works in, in these fields now as well because she finds the compliment to her traditional CEO coaching is just second to none. So it reminded me of that a little bit and just moving things in my body. But when you're entity clearing specifically and, you know, Brenda's not necessarily saying that, but I can hear her doing her chant to herself where she's going, what else there is? And I'm just going, what else is there? What, what else is possible? What else am I not seeing? Is there something else there? And then she waits energetically for the answer. Okay. She just pulled pain out of me beyond words. And that's when I realized I was doing this to myself. I've had two ancestral clearings. I've had all the doctors work on me and now energy work is the only thing moving this and I'm the only one facing it. Got up, went to bed for hours. I'm going to tell you some other stuff that happened after that because that was not the end all and be all of my journey right now. So after she sent me home, I took, I had my gabapentin in me and I used that for the weekend. So I still had my pain, but it was managed through medication for a few days. So this was a Friday and I, you know, I was just so grateful, so grateful for that relief of pain, but the emotional, uh, 
toll her work did on me just had me sleeping for hours again. So I went home, had a nap with a new puppy, which is wonderful. And uh, the Saturday, the Sunday, you know, we, we went through our weekend. I'm on my drugs. We were heading out of town on Wednesday. And this same girlfriend, which is the next podcast, I'm going to talk about uh, the girlfriend that came and did a quantum touch on me and is the one that truly took the pain away for, for uh, well, I'm almost like 80% of it's gone right now, but I was pain free for a full week. That was, that's quite a story. So I'll tell you all about that. But after Brenda worked on me, you know, I just got through my weekend on the Gabapentin. They had these, I'll tell you quickly because I know a lot of my listeners are like me. They just like information. Gabapentin is a drug that's for nerve pain and they put you on it so that you ramp up to it, you know, one, cause it makes you drowsy one at night. I, w- I thought that was fine. Except it's the daytime that I'm struggling and they're like, oh no, after three days and you take one in the morning and then after three more days you take one in the afternoon. So basically you must have that drug in your body every eight hours because it's one of those build up and keep level type medications. Yeah, we went right on that because I'm thinking I need this now. So maybe I shouldn't have done that, but I did. I went straight on to my three pills and so I felt pretty good. However, after three or four days, yes, I was in the tub that evening and I was just nauseous and I'm just like, uh, you know what, this was great relief, but this isn't really working now. I don't like the way I'm feeling. I'm groggy all the time. So I just accepted that I was going to be this way for a few days and that was great. But it's funny, you get to a point and you're like, okay, I don't want the pain back, but I also don't like how this is feeling. And it was a little interesting because if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. Uh, Brenda had mentioned before she started working on me, she says, that drug's not going to be great for you. She said, you are too sensitive. And, uh, but anyways, take it and see how you feel. And she was right. It gave me three great days. And then we went and got the next round of help, but it really helped me work through things. I spent that next three days, although partially medicated and having some relief, excuse me, I stayed away from my computer. I stayed away from work. I stayed away from worrying and I was present. You know, what else is there? what's happening here. Really paid attention to that, you know, spot. And something to I'll mention about entities before I leave you is this. Entities can return. That is why people that use alcohol and drugs excessively struggle so much in their lives because when you take those types of things, your defenses are lowered. And it allows energy that perhaps you do not want residing in you around you to enter it's there's been lots of studies on this kind of stuff so do you ever notice that you know people that are really in a spiral the spiral is severe there's a reason for that it's not just what they're taking or what they're doing it is a it is an accumulative effect of potentially dark energies or entities that really are just like hey Here's someone weak and here's someone easy to access. And they just make them walk right back in and make themselves at home. Now, if you've had a clearing like I did and you remove something that perhaps you've been letting reside in you and with you, like a, almost like a parasite for your whole life because it kept you safe or it was a comfortable, like you're used to that feeling. Be very clear. It is very daunting after the fact to let it go. Years and years ago, Brenda got me started on this work over a decade ago. And she, I started running bars on me and helping me work through some childhood trauma, through my sexual trauma. Um, and it was amazing. And after a few months, she actually worked with removing entities from me back then. Apparently, I was quite covered or 
I don't know, on you, in you, I, you know, in your energetic field, who knows? I don't know. This is not my area of expertise, guys, but these are things that are just, for you, you can go investigate. And I remember, excuse me, walking home. So these are probably the last few years at Bell Canada. I've talked about that before. I had adrenal fatigue, didn't realize probably that the fibro was manifesting uh, because I was just a mess all the time. So basically I worked and did everything I could to to recover, to go back to work. It was it was not a, a good year or so of my life. It really wasn't. Um, I I couldn't barely play squash. I was captain of a squash team, and I could barely get on the court. It was it was it was really tough, and it was hard for me, who was always, for someone who's always been very high functioning, to, to had to step back and say, you know what, I can't do that. But I, I can still remember this is because I lived in my old house, not next door to her. I lived down the street, and I remember I'd walk home after a session with her and just feel like, oh my goodness, I feel amazing. Then I'd go a couple of weeks at work and all that ugh, comes back. But I remember the day, like I will always remember the day that she did an entity clearing on me and I went home and I cried. And do you want to know why? Because I was so lonely. I felt completely alone in my own skin. I know that's strange. I haven't shared that really with many people, but I literally felt alone. And the voices in my head had quieted down. Now, I have a brain that just doesn't shut up. I've had to do a lot of meditation work and a lot of things that I talk about on high functioning habits and why and why I'm consistent about things is to manage and have better sleep and a better life and better thoughts. But that day, I will never forget it. I literally walked home and cried. I was so lonely and he's like, what is wrong with you? I said, I just feel like I've let all this stuff go. Now that's great. But what hadn't happened yet is I hadn't expanded my energies. I was still playing small, still, you know, kind of buried behind. There's a thing called uh, called a heart wall that Dr. Bradley Nelson talks about. And it's funny because it came to me in a dream this morning when I was napping with the puppy. And, <clears throat> excuse me, it was like, maybe I hadn't broken all those things down because I have to be honest, I can't remember, you know, at what years that I did a lot of this work because... Colin Sprake's work in, in introducing me to these other practitioners might have come after Brenda. And that's when I did a lot of, you know, uh, heart wall work and body talk work and emotion code work, releasing stuff. And then, you know, it's interesting because you fill up your own space. And once you fill up your own space, you're in control and you just don't let the unknowns in anymore. And until you experience it, it's kind of hard to explain. I'm going to leave it at this. Next podcast, I'm going to talk to you about my quantum touch healing. And I'm definitely going to talk about the puppy at some point because that has brought something back into my life I was missing drastically and I am so very grateful for her. And we're going to do a little talk on consistency. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great day and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.